Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode with Daniel Burstein. In our previous episode, we talked about customer-first marketing and how putting our customers first is vital to our business sustainability. We also shared how to help our customers better perceive the value of our products and services. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Daniel in which he tells us some of his secrets for successful content marketing and how to leverage digital products. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. What do you think is the biggest tectonic shift affecting business owners today? I think the biggest tectonic shift is uh, the shift to the empowered consumer, right? So, you know, when I started uh, in the advertising industries over 20 years ago, uh, it was one of the things that I was writing was ads in the Wall Street Journal. And it was very, very exciting for me, right? Because right now we put it in the Wall Street Journal and it's great. But what's happening is these one-way conversations, right? The advertisers and the brands, they had all the power and all the control essentially because we could you know, get our messages out. We could broadcast our messages out in a way that customers couldn't, right? We had TV ads, we had print ads, we had all these, you know, different ways of doing it. Uh, and what's happened over the years and what's shifted, you know, is customers who before they only had that maybe a little bit of word of mouth where they, if they were unhappy, they could tell one or three or 10 people. Now customers are, you know, uh, seriously empowered. Uh, so if you look at, here's an example is the GameStop example, right? Of, uh, I'm sure we've all seen that, what happened on Reddit, where, you know, in the past in, in, in Wall Street and investing, hedge funds had all the power, almost all of the power, right? They had these billion dollar hedge funds where they were deciding what was going on. Well, these empowered customers using these digital tools that are available to all of us, in this case, Reddit, but you know, there's Facebook, there's social, there's push button publishing, there's all these different ways that, you know, uh, and it's changing every day that, that, that kind of customers can have a voice. Uh, the customers did some amazing things with, you know, shooting up the price of uh, this particular stock. Some of these hedge funds lost billions of dollars. I mean, this is happening every day to our brands and to our products. And so we really have to understand, again, this is where it comes to that, you know, kind of customer first marketing approach is our goal at the end of the day isn't just to, you know, sell a product that's, that's pretty short-sighted. Our goal is to have a successful customer. And when we have a successful customer, then we're going to have sustainable business success. But that business success doesn't come from getting a lead and it doesn't come from selling a product. It comes from having a customer perceive the value of our products and having a customer being well-served by our products and services. I love that. Our goal is not to sell a product. Our goal is to help the client be successful. Because So why is that so important? Why do you feel that is the ultimate goal? Well, because at the end of the day, like I said, especially today, uh, that client has more power than they've ever had. If you have a successful client, as we talked about credibility and customer reviews, if you have successful clients, you have positive customer reviews, you know, you, you know the business is going to you know, come into you, you're going to have that credibility. If you have unhappy clients, you're not going to last as long as you used to. There, there aren't as many pockets of ignorance around. You're going to start getting negative reviews, negative word of mouth. I mean, depending on your industry, you can have a small enough industry where it gets out easily. But even if you serve the mass market of you know, customers, thanks to Google reviews and Yelp and Facebook and all of these other elements out there, the customer is empowered like never before. And if you are not creating true value with your products, it's going to get out there and it's ultimately going to torpedo your company. Love it. Uh, in the pre-conversation we had, you talked about uh, digital products. 
Can you tell me a few of your secrets and, and tips for successfully leveraging digital products in a business? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think it really comes down to what we talked about is the, 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 the four elements of the value proposition. So we, we take for granted that, um, you, we take for granted digital products these days because we become accustomed to them, but it is not a natural human uh, function to just buy a digital product. Because think about it this way, what we have done for hundreds of years, thousands of years back to Cayman is we could go and we could physically see and touch and feel and get a sense for something, right? When you have a digital product, it's all perceived value. Take an ebook, for example, you could go into a bookstore, you can see the book, you can flip through it, you can you know, get a feel for it. Now, all you see is an image on screen. And the thing that we most take for granted is customers don't perceive that digital product as we do. So if you've, either if you're working at the company, if you've built it yourself, you've worked on it, you know, 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week, you've poured your heart and soul and life into it. And so you see this as just such an amazing and good thing. The question you have to ask is, how can I rip down that blind spot and actually test with customers, get in front of customers and understand how I can communicate that value to customers using the four things we talked about, appeal, exclusivity, credibility, and clarity. Uh, so again, that's the biggest, biggest mistake that, um, you know, people make with digital products, they, they just take for granted that value because they know it and they've experienced it firsthand and they don't look to kind of tear down that fourth wall that separates them from the customer and understand how can I communicate that value in a credible way. Love it. In your career, you've spent a lot of time in content marketing. Can you share with us maybe your three top secrets of content marketing and uh, maybe any examples that go with those? Okay. Uh that's a great question. Let's see if we come through. Well, the first one I would say is uh, content isn't free. So, uh, you know, when companies sometimes first get into this, they have this misnomer that like, I'm, I'm going to do a free webinar. I've got a free email newsletter, you know, a free blog. We're putting out all this free information to customers and, and they're just going to flock to it. And that's really not the case. So sometimes uh, companies are overly focused on the fact that uh, of monetary value. So, so monetary cost is only one cost that we ask customers to pay. When you're talking about uh, you know, content marketing, if you want anyone to engage with your content, you need to look at your content as an actual product. It is a digital product too. And you have to look at what can I do to create a value proposition for it, even if it's a free webinar or a free email, because the customers are paying with their time and their attention. So take a look at Facebook, for example. Facebook is essentially, <laughs> what is Facebook? It's just a giant data broker. Right, LinkedIn, this is a giant data broker. I, here's what I love is the brilliance of LinkedIn is this data existed before, right? Dun & Bradstreet and all these other data brokers collected it as third parties. The brilliance of LinkedIn is we said, what if we got, instead of, you know, as the example I used before, instead of us having to verify all this data and call all of these, you know, business people and see if it's uh, reliable data, could, because, you know, the average person changes jobs every 18 months or three years or whatever. What if we got, you know, all these people to do the work for us what if we got them to constantly put in all of their most vital information about their employment, their title, their company, you know, what they're thinking about with their posts? What if we got them to do it? What if they did it you know, and, and didn't charge us anything? And how is LinkedIn able to do that? Because they have created essentially a digital content product that you trade attention and interest for in order to get what LinkedIn has given you, right? Those connections and those networks and stuff. So what you have to ask is content is a very, 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 very crowded marketplace what is your value proposition and what are actually customers willing to pay their attention and interest for, even if there's no monetary cost? So that's, that would be my first uh, thing I would tell people. Uh, the second thing is, you know, for it to be successful, uh, content marketing, you have to give, as I said, 
you have to give value away for free. So you have to determine is there there's a spectrum for every company and especially a company that is looking to monetize digital products of where is the cutoff between free and paid, right? You have to you know, kind of shift back and forth. So if you have, let's say a, a course that has 20 sessions, maybe the cutoff is, well, we give two sessions for free and we take information from those two sessions and we make them webinars every month or whatever. No, but figuring out what is free, what is there, there are no monetary costs, but they're paying with attention and interest. And at what point do we actually have to ask, you know, and charge money for what we're doing? Uh, another way that, you know, that can get a little sticky is um, if you have good content, you should also have really good interaction with uh, your audience. You know, they're asking you questions on social media, asking you questions through email. You also have to understand where is the cutoff between answering those questions for free? And at what point does it become some sort of services or helpful engagement where you have to charge money? So you could be very successful with your content, but not successful with your marketing because you don't actually have a sustainable business plan in place to monetize it, as you would say. Um, and then the last thing to, to think about, uh, you know, when, when companies uh, start with content marketing, their struggle is, I'm not a writer, you know, I don't, I don't have any content, I don't have anything to say. Uh, what they don't realize is many companies are just content generating machines. So again, going on behind those four walls, there's probably a lot of content already being created. Uh, you know, so it's with the, the questions that you're already answering for customers. Uh, sometimes it's the, even like the product specs or the, the brochures you're creating for and how to install a product. Like you are creating content with everything you're doing. So you need to kind of tear that down and look at the content you're creating and actually get it out there into the world. One great way to do this if you're working in a company is get copied on as many emails as possible. It can be annoying and it's like, you know, your email inbox gets filled up. But if you're looking at it through the lens of what, where is there value for the customer when you get copied on a lot of those emails, you can see, oh, wait a minute, hey, something's going on here that if we put it out into the world, a customer would find value from it. So here's one example from our own line of work. I was, this was actually from Teams. Uh, you know, my colleagues was, was teaming, teaming me and talking about how uh, she was working with a client and uh, the, the testing tool, I won't name the testing tool, but the testing tool they were, they were, that the client was using was calling the wrong test as a winner. So in A-B testing, basically you split, let's say two landing pages, you see which one gets better results. This platform itself was calling the wrong one as the winner. And so, you know, be curious. So I was curious, I, I, I was asking about it, what happened, how did you solve the problem? And it turns out they used a second set of data, I think an analytics platform to understand, well, what really was the winner here? So now that's a whole boring thing that a lot of people on the call might not matter to them, might not understand. But here's where it's important is that was the value that our company was communicating to a client. The client had a problem, problem many other clients might have because the platform was throwing off an error, could be throwing off an error for other people. We solved that problem. We created value. Who knew about it? The only person that knew about it was that client. So through content marketing, what we can do is tell that story. So anyone else facing this problem knows how to address the problem. We told the story with someone from our team, with someone from the client's team. By telling that story, not only are we helping people, that's the value to them, but we're also showing how our, you know, if you actually engage, you know, in a services agreement with our company, how we can help you as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times this, this monetization of content. What do you think are the most effective ways to monetize content? Do you have any secrets or tips to do that effectively? Yeah, I mean, I don't, so uh, I don't think there's any huge secret. <laughs> uh, it takes a lot of hard work. But I, I, think, I think the biggest, closest thing to a secret is 
creating something that has unique value in the marketplace. So, I mean, the biggest thing you have to do is a competitive analysis. We've got like free competitive analysis on, on our website. Just because uh, something seems like a good idea to you, oh, we'll teach people how to do X. Uh, there could be lots of other paid and even free offerings for why they should do that. So really the first thing you should start if you're, if you're working on a, a paid content offering is start with a landing page. You know, even before you're, you're building the piece, start with a landing page. See if you can create a landing page that is, again, like we said, it's appealing, it's exclusive, it's credible, and it's clear. Then look at that landing page and search for everything else you can find on a topic, put it up against your landing page. Uh, you know, one thing we'll do, uh, we, we host these um, helpful workshops called Quick Win Intensives with companies, where we bring in, you know, all of the key players, all the key leaders from a company, and we, you know, try to, in about two days, we use our methodology to help them find the quick wins where they can improve. One of the things we do, uh, it's a little more virtual now, but especially in the days before COVID, is we'll print out in a giant, these giant oversized pages and tape them to the wall. So we'll have the pages and the different paths that that company actually has for, you know, their product. And we'll look at competitors too, because this is what the, the um, customer's actually doing. So look at your page, that page you're creating for your content side by side versus the other offerings I have, whether free or paid, whatever the actual competitor is, and see when you've hit on all four of those things, you know, when you're, they're kind of high, you've got an appealing offer, it's exclusive, it's credible and it's clear, that's when you know, okay, you've had a chance to succeed with your, you know, uh, monetized content offering. Uh, you know, I think I, I would just end by saying, here's, here's my value prop uh, for, for why to be a marketer in the world. And we're, we're kind of, I was kind of mentioning at the beginning about, you know, the role the marketer plays in society. But, you know, in, in anything we're working on, you know, we're more, whatever your role is, if you're a marketing specialist, if you're an entrepreneur of a startup, we are more than just our jobs and our roles, right? You know, you're a marketer and then at night you go home and you're a person, you're, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm, you know, all these many things. And so I would just, you know, encourage people to bring their whole selves to work. So it's a lot of times we kind of have this dichotomy. It's, it's, you know, a good thing about COVID is broken down. Like I am doing this interview, as you can see, this is from my house. You know, if we did this a few years ago, I'd be doing it from my office. Um, but bring your whole self to work and realize that you're a person too. So a lot of times where we fail in our marketing is we just kind of put this marketer hat on and we write in marketing speak <laughs> in ways we would never talk to other people. And we just think of our products that way. And then we go home, we're a different person. We forget what it's like to be a real person. So, you know, think of yourself when you're selling your products, what would an actual real person think about this? How would they react? If I was actually talking to a real person instead of talking marketing speak or writing on a link page, how would I talk about this? What would I say? If I was actually in physically, you know, proximity with someone, if this wasn't digital and I was trying to give them something or show them something or teach them something, how would I do it? And a lot of times our biggest failures are from having that blind spot from just, you know, working in our office or in our home where we're, we're only looking at, you know, our digital products and our digital offerings and forgetting that there are real people just like us on the other side of what we're doing. And our end goal is to, you know, create value for them and communicate that value. Thank you so much, Daniel, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, our goal is not just to sell a product. Our goal is to help the client be successful. Number two, if we're not creating true value with our products, the word is going to get out there and ultimately it'll ruin our business. Number three, content is a very crowded marketplace. We must ask ourselves, what our value proposition is and what customers are willing to pay their attention and interest for, even if there's no monetary cost. Number four, a lot of times our biggest failures come from having that blind spot from working in our office 
where we're only looking at our digital products and digital offerings and forgetting that there are real people just like us on the other side of what we're doing. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Daniel or connect with him, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit MechLabs at mechlabs.com. And I'll include links to both of those sites in the blog post for this episode. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, please subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast and YouTube channel. And number three, please connect with me, Nathan William, on LinkedIn. How do you market and monetize your content? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your content marketing and monetization efforts. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.